0: Hello, listeners, Dennis Wisco here. First off, I sincerely thank you for your constant tuning in of the show, listeners. I do appreciate it. Today's episode features the vice president of new media and marketing at CoMotion Miami, Mr. Jonah Bliss. Jonah, I've had the chance to get to know for the last few months now, as I've been involved with CoMotion LA back in November. And he is a gentleman who has been promoted up the ranks of his own organization. And because of his involvement with CoMotion Miami, he just has a great beat on what's going on in the mobility space. He's also a younger guy. He's in his early 30s. And so I think he brings another perspective to the mobility evolution or revolution and how Commotion Miami and even he himself has this idea of this new blueprint for mobility. That's a teaser for what we will talk about in the upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. Before we get to that episode, I want to of course thank my media partners. First and foremost, thank you to Automotive Mastermind. Automotive Mastermind is the leading predictive analytics and marketing automation company. Check out wiscoweeklypod.com mastermind to learn more about them. Again, thank you for their support. Of course, thank you to Comotion Miami for their support of Wisco Weekly. They have their virtual event coming up later this month, June 30th and July 1st. And as a matter of fact, on this upcoming episode, Jonah will speak a little bit more to that on what you can expect at this virtual event. It seems that most of the speakers that you may have access to or the the content will be free and open to everyone and then there will be limited sessions that you'll have to pay for they'll be announcing those changes in the coming weeks it's getting close but again just save the dates for june 30th and july 1st for Comotion miami i want to welcome a new media partner to the show and that is thought leadership summits thought leadership summit was another event that i've attended in the past and because of COVID, they have shifted their event that took place at the Ritz Carlton in Marina Del Rey. Such a beautiful, beautiful facility. And now they're moving it to a virtual experience. And they're doing this over three days Tuesday, July 26th, Thursday, July 28th, and Tuesday, August 4th. So three days of automotive thought leadership there's been a few guests that i've had on the show that i met at thought leadership summit and as a matter of fact for this coming event in at the end of july and into august there's a couple previous guests that have been on my show that will be speaking there specifically mike cavanaugh who is the executive vp at max digital and ephraim barcello ephraim barcello i first met when he was at crown toyota in ontario california and now he serves as the general manager and managing partner of santa margarita toyota so that's great that both those two gentlemen will be speaking at the thought leadership summit i will be giving you more information about this event through upcoming episodes but if you want to learn more about them either visit wisco slash TLS or visit TLsummits.com. When you register, use the code Wisco20, W I S C O 20WISCO20 WISCO20, at checkout to get 20% off admission. And here's a bonus. Here's one more bonus for you. I have four free tickets to give away. So stay tuned for that. You can get you could get to attend this virtual event on me. Alright. Last thing, last thing. I want to give back to you 1099 employees. There's lots of 1099 employees out there. You've probably heard me speak about Assembly Bill 5 and how I think that bill is pretty crap. If you're a 1099 worker, I want to help you. How can I help you? First is knowing that this is a time in life and with the clients that you have now and perhaps as you bring on new clients, you may want to think about increasing your rate increasing your service rate, your wage rate, your pay rate, however you call it, the rate that you charge clients, you may want to think about increasing it. Now, there are several people out there that can tell you why you should raise your rates. They will give you the pump-up speech and the motivation to raise your rates. However, I want to provide for you something a little bit more different, and that is an economic argument on why You should raise your rate now and hopefully, as you understand the economic argument, hopefully it empowers you more to have that discussion with your client and look to raise your rate. You can visit www.wiscoweeklypod.com slash increasing your pay rate. Increasing your pay rate. Visit www.wiscoweeklypod.com slash increasing your pay rate and download this ebook that I wrote on how you can propose it, how you can strategize and communicate it to your clients, and the economic argument why you should be looking to raise your pay rates. Thank you for all the announcements. Now, let's get into this great discussion with Mr. Jonah Bliss. Tune in to uh, the Wisco Weekly Experience. Mabuhai, bienvenidos, viteite, willkommen, and welcome to Wisco Weekly. Listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Dennis Wisco, and we are exploring the new business models for the mobility of people and goods. I have a great show for you and more of a Impromptu conversation that you get to witness because I'm with my good friend, my man from CoMotion Miami, Jonah Bliss. We're going to be talking about the upcoming e- virtual event. If you recall, they have the CoMotion LA and CoMotion Miami, or at least specifically CoMotion Miami. They were supposed to have this really big event in Miami, and I was so looking forward to that. So damn you, Jonah, and damn you, COVID. But they're putting on a virtual event coming up towards the end of this month. Jonah's going to fill us in on what exactly will be going on. And listeners of the show will, well, I guess we'll talk about if they do get some private access. Um, we'll, we'll go into that in a little bit later. But if you haven't heard of some of the previous episodes where I do feature one episode with Jonah Bliss and another episode with his boss, Mr. John Rossant, uh, take a look at the episode page. There was a, one of the uh, probably more more popular episodes of Wisco Weekly was the one with Jonah Bliss and Harry Campbell, in which we discussed ride sharing and if or if ride sharing has plateaued. Again, check out the episode page and you can uh, have a listen to that particular episode. And then also there was a good conversation that I had with uh, Mr. John Rasant and talking about his his book. And as well as the shift from private, par- private property, Jesus, I was wanting to say private party, private property to a sharing economy. So with that, men, women, and children, please welcome to the show the vice president of new media and marketing for CoMotion LA and CoMotion Miami, Mr. Jonah Bliss. How are you, sir?
1: I'm great and happy to be joining you, you know, virtually, unfortunately, from my home office, That's uh, you know, feeling more and more like a cell every day. But, yeah, what an amazing recount, Dennis. Um, you know, made me cheer up a little bit because I, too, was excited about Commotion Miami. Uh, so, darn you, COVID. Uh, you know, obviously, for bigger reasons than just the fact that conferences can't go on. But, uh, I, I, as you said, we have a pretty exciting lineup still going on. We're making lemonade out of the lemons here, Commotion Miami Live. I do hope everyone joins us June 30th and July 1st. That's uh, coming up quick, quick, quick. Part of the program we open to the public we think obviously we're at an amazing inflection point for cities and how we move about them you know thinking about how they bounce back from the pandemic how they bounce back from the economic fallout how they rebuild after the, the protest um it's, there's some really important topics really important conversations we're going to be having and we want more people there to learn from them and contribute well,
0: now it- Uh, how will this particular virtual event sync up to the Miami theme? Because part of the Miami theme was kind of showcasing a little bit more of some of the aspects that are going on in Latin America. Are you foreseeing a little bit of that theme still, or is some of the content going to be filled more with what is life going to be like after COVID? Uh, You
1: know, it's it's 12 to one dozen the other. It's, it's, um, I think that's what makes it so interesting you know we do have these topics i've been working on for a really long time learning from latin america learning from south florida which is really a, a leader in so many spots of the mobility industry especially with regards to um you know autonomous vehicles or um, aerial vehicles you know aquatic vehicles there's really interesting ways where they lead and where they really learn from their sort of latin american interconnections um you know other things like bus rapid transit and just sort of you know informal development so there's Really, some exciting things going on that we can learn from. But as part of our, you know, transition to being Commotion Miami Live, we've definitely added a lot of elements to the programming that really speak to this important moment. We'd be so remiss if we didn't try and address what's going on in our cities, in our economies, in our sort of you know, justice and equity on the streets. So that's a big part of the theme this year. Uh, we've we've called the theme for Commotion Miami Live a bold new blueprint for mobility, and we really think that's what we all need right now.
0: A Bold Blueprint for Mobility. What does that mean to you right now? You're going to put me on the spot. Uh, That's why we bring all the people smarter than me together and tell me what the Bold Blueprint is. No, no way. Because you know what? (laughs) Because, Jonah, here's the reality of the situation. I mean, like you are the younger generation that is influencing the mobility of people and goods. So what does does this new blueprint of mobility look like to you? Uh,
1: Well, first... Thank you, Dennis, and and yeah, I have to say you're timeless. But so you, you can you can be of the younger generation too if you want.
0: Hey, hashtag no joke on that one. There's no doubt that I still get uh, mistaken for like a 22 year old.
1: It's the skin; it's, it's glowing. Um, <laughs> no, I mean to me, a bold new blueprint is. I mean, look, we've had people that have been, you know, rightfully scared because of the pandemic, and, and people are scared of public transportation. They're scared of the streets. You know, they they're sort of don't know what to do. And for me, you know, my worry is that everyone's going to kind of rush back to single occupancy vehicles, which would just be a disaster from a, you know, economic standpoint, from an environmental standpoint, from a congestion standpoint. Um, you know, cars certainly play their place in the mobility ecosystem, especially here in the United States. But we can't just force everyone back into a car because, you know, we've abandoned all the alternatives. That would be a tragedy. So coming up with ways to make people comfortable using alternative modes, making them comfortable on subways and trains, comfortable on the streets, um, that's really critical. Uh, And one of the things I think is really important is, you know, we've had this movement around open streets for the last couple of years, people trying to rethink what street space means. But to me, nothing is more of an open street than a street where there's people protesting on it, people fighting for their rights and demanding equitable treatment. And to me, that's a lot more open than a street that they – you know, have some placards on in a bike
0: lane. (laughs) I I think that will be the interesting part of what life will look like after COVID and the protests, where a lot of businesses and a lot of theories that have come up with how mobility should be shaped has been based on the idea that there's been more movement and more mobility in urban environments. And that is kind of the crux in which a lot of things hang. If that does not that happen, happen, then I do think, you know, this rethinking of mobility could lend itself to actually be more innovative. What do I mean by that? Well, I think like one of the more interesting concepts that I'm, I you know, I. I'm interested to see how this would develop. And I know that down here in Orange County, Dana Point has done something like this already, where you have local businesses and specifically restaurants that are extending their service onto public rights of way, specifically in this case, sidewalks. It hasn't really spilled over to streets yet. But that would be very interesting to have small businesses that have their boutique shops that they can extend out beyond their physical walls to occupy now the public rights of way.
1: Yeah, I I love that. Um, You know, we we already give away so much of the public right of way to cars Uh parked. So why not let it be people parked and eating? You know, a little more enjoyable. I know here in Los Angeles, the city basically rolled out what they're calling essentially instantaneous permits for people that wanted to expand our outdoor dining, so the idea that you could take some sidewalk space or better yet, take your parking lot. I would love to see it, you know, kind of build off the parklet model where you can take the parking spots in front of you and make those additional seating too. Obviously, you know, car traffic is much lighter right now. There's fewer people moving about, so we don't need all this excess street capacity. And what we do need is safe space for people to be outside, to live their lives, to eat, to do business and, you know, continue to just try and make do
0: with what they've got well so one of the other things then this kind of begs is then so we now start to shift towards a new uh new new blueprint for for mobility which again maybe includes more walking streets but still that also entails paying to have a, a this new landscape where are we kind of in the whole money world? Where, where are VCs spending their money? Where are a lot of entrepreneurs looking to develop new, new businesses?
1: I think you're absolutely right. You know, money is the question of the day. Um, on the civic side, you know, public sector budgets are going to be tight, tight, tight. It's going to be pretty sad to see what kind of programs to get curtailed because of that. On the VC side, you know, we, a, a commotion, we did a, a commotion live webinar a few months back with a bunch of VCs and they remained upbeat. You know, I, I figure VCs are usually upbeat. They have to be, but you know, they also, they were still sourcing deals, still cutting checks. Uh, they kind of viewed this as a reset where, yeah, there'd maybe been a little bit of a bubble the last year or so where too many ideas were raising too much money without a solid business model. Um, but yeah, I, I think if there's still, a good idea and you can prove how it makes economic sense there is a chance to expand right now I, I think this is an incredible opportunity for people to think outside the box I know that sounds so cliche but yeah everyone's totally in a new world right now we're doing things that we wouldn't have thought of three months ago and so if someone comes up with a product or a service that solves a new issue that we weren't thinking about I think people are more open-minded right now
0: I, I do think that one of the guiding stars that I can see about public and private working closer together is I think you, you you don't have to go any further than to look at just what happened, what is this, about a week ago with NASA and SpaceX and SpaceX launching their two men into space, the first time ever a commercial uh, space company launched people into space. I mean, to me, that is the guiding North Star of a public-private partnership. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any, you know, I, I, that's one of the things actually I'm on the lookout is which companies could form a public-private partnership that in effect, you everybody can get behind. I mean, I think that was the one thing that I loved about the whole SpaceX and, and NASA partnership. And again, this last Mission of of SpaceX launching two people into space. You had the entire world back that, and that was done through this public private partnership of NASA and SpaceX. I don't know if Uber would ever get, you know, could could get to that level. Obviously, they're go, you know, they're kind of getting beat up a little bit with Assembly Bill Five. They're trying to secure the rights to DoorDash or was it DoorDash or GrubHub, one of the two.
1: Grubhub, Grubhub it looks looks like yeah. As of today, there's there's a competing offer, so we'll see where that
0: one goes. You know, so and then I, I I've been following this uh, other company and and there's the stock uh, the stock price of Nikola, the 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 Tesla of trucks essentially. Oh,
1: the new uh, EV truck,
0: yeah, yeah. So so and I don't know if that means Tesla now also does another public-private partnership. Which then in, at the end of the day, are we not just living in Elon's world? <laughs>
1: Sometimes it seems like we're living in Elon's world. What, what do you um, think of Elon? Musk? I mean, yeah, and, um, I think he should stay off Twitter. Personally, <laughs> I would prefer he spent more time behind the scenes instead of in front of them. But yeah, there's no no doubting that it's been a, an amazing month for him. Yeah, the space launch, uh, which I'm so sad I didn't get to watch live. I, I think I saw two boring company announcements, both that they're trying to proceed with one in um, San Bernardino to so the, the airport in Ontario, and then. The expansion of the loop in Las Vegas, so uh, we might actually, you know, you and I might be able to ride in one of those someday soon. That'd be pretty cool. Tesla stock hit an all-time high, overtaking Toyota this week. Even though Toyota makes, I think, 30 times more vehicles a year, I, th- I think Elon's doing all right for
0: himself. <laughs> Elon is, I, I don't know, really, I mean, obviously, I, I I think highly of him. And I know that there are some times where I, I, I'm not supposed to. And if, if I am to hold to my beliefs, uh, you know, part of where I always scratch my head is that, of course, any entrepreneur wants to model their life after Elon. But there are some bold moves that It's harder for some of us to take that being the subsidization of electric cars. And again, it's like, you know, can you attribute his success to just his success or just Tesla's success without attributing it to the subsidies that were given to them to proliferate EV sales in California? I mean, that certainly, you know, the success of Tesla is not just Tesla itself, but it is all the people that have subsidized electric vehicles in California.
1: Yeah, you're you're 100 right, and I think, and and, you know, I'm sure someone disagrees with me, but no one gets to become a billionaire on their own. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, there's always a team of people, you know, both employees and customers, and you know, sort of governmental support. But yeah, love them or hate them, you know, I would rather that more billionaires make their money actually, you know, making things, building things, and just doing, you know, financial sort of moving numbers around.
0: You know, that was actually one of Elon's quotes too with regards to kind of less attorneys, less people involved in finance and more people making stuff.
1: I, I didn't know that, but I, you know, are you, my hands, I guess,
0: are you, are you Elon <laughs> Musk?
1: And I don't even know how to say his child's name. I'm, I'm sorry to admit that I'm, I'm falling behind on my mobility, uh, homework. Do you know how to say his kid's name? I, I still don't.
0: I no, And I, I think it's, well, did you see Elon on Joe Rogan this last time around?
1: I, I did not catch that one. I, I did see um, just the last week Elon and um, oh, what's his name the uh, the comedian with the famous chin. Let's you how Jay Leno. <laughs> um, Jay Leno, yeah, um, on Dave's Garage where they took the Cybertruck into the Hawthorne uh, Tunnel. So that, that was must-see TV.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, when when Elon was on Rogan the second time around and, and Joe was like, hey, so how do you pronounce your child's name? His answer was literally like a paragraph long. And that's the thing is I feel like he still has not. That
1: means he doesn't know either. <laughs> yeah, like I, I feel like he
0: still doesn't know yet how to pronounce his own child's name because it's like Joe's like, so so how do you pronounce your child's name? Oh, well, you know, the we have that. You know, we have my favorite aircraft, which is, I don't know, again, the A-12. And then we have this, you know, they have that weird lambda symbol or whatever. Again, he goes into the story of how it was created. And it's like, well, so how do you pronounce that then?
1: Yeah. This, this kid's going to get picked on hardcore in uh, elementary school.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's that's going to be, yeah, that's, that's, that's not going to be good. Um, yeah. You know, so we, we both know Paul Comfort and I haven't, I, I've not only just heard this from him, but from others where one of the things of this new life, this, this new blueprint of mobility that doesn't seem to be maybe as widely, you know, there's not as wide enthusiasm anymore is in micro mobility, right? I mean, we, we've seen VC funding shrink up in that space. Um, Paul himself, and again, I, I'm going to take Paul at his word. The guy has seen public transportation for decades. And so when he's yep. telling me that, you know, one area of mobility that he would like to see less investment in and just less overall um, deployment of vehicles is is micro mobility, e-scooters, e-bikes. I mean, look, yep. I, I'm not I don't want to paint you and him against one another, but you represent the opposite <laughs> age of the spectrum. In which I would think that that would that to you is still something that you would want to have as a viable option for mobility.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can put me in the the pro skate camp for sure. I'll wear those colors. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with I agree with Paul that. I, I think you know there probably was too much investment. You know, it was a little bit of a bubble where you know any color of the rainbow suddenly there was a, a scooter company that was using that branding and they had you know thrown a thousand scooters somewhere you know in the Pacific Ocean and said. You know, come find them, and right around Santa Monica. Um, so I, I don't think it helps the kind of long-term viability to have you know, that many operators deploying that casually, kind of burning relationships with cities and with citizens. Um, so hopefully, you know, a little bit of the retrenchment going on now means we end up with fewer but more stable operators. You know, I don't want to have to check five different apps just to see what scooter is next to me. Um, so. Yeah, we started to see some interesting steps in that direction, right? So, we just saw Jump was sold to Line in some of like, reverse acquisition, Uber Magic. Um So, that means, you know, one less apt check. It was a little tragically then, <laughs> you know, scrapped thousands of those beautiful bikes. But um hopefully, they stop stopped it. There's some reports that they've stopped doing that. Um, and we have still seen some companies in the space raise money. I just last week, um, Ten BC, if I pronounce it right, the Brazilian uh mobility operator, they raised I want to say forty seven million dollars.
0: So, well say the name one yeah, more time.
1: The white. I'm not gonna, you know, it's tap into my Brazilian Portuguese uh, accent, but ten BC, T E M D I C I, but I think the okay. has a little squiggle under it. Okay. But yeah, so those you know, the lights aren't totally out, but this might be an opportunity to, to weed out the the less reliable players. Um, and I think yeah, that's not necessarily the worst thing. But to me, you know, a good micromobility solution, it complements public transit. You know, you take the subway somewhere and then you scoot the last mile. But I don't know, Dennis, I mean, you know, you're the man talking to everyone every week. What, what have you seen? What's here to stay? What's what's leaving in, in your book?
0: Well, I, I think one of the things that I was trying to keep an eye out for, especially in the midst of these protests, were how micromobility was being used. And you know, you didn't have people marching on scooters or, or e-bikes traveling at X amount miles per hour kind of thing. And even, you know, down here in the suburbs where we don't even have a lot of the, the mobility vehicles, again, nobody was using them. Nobody was, I thought at some point, maybe some people would use a scooter to go from their house to, again, maybe a main intersection or close enough, mm-hmm. but Again, it doesn't happen in, in mass where I'm at. And I, I, I've i always been trying to look at some of the images and videos of, of all the different protests all across the world or more in the United States to see if those patterns are occurring. One thing that would be almost counterintuitive to some of the things I advocate for mm-hmm. would be tracking your mobility. I actually am a fan of... of programs of apps that track your mobility for as long as there is some value coming back to you i obviously it gets a little bit stickier where that tracking starts to mesh with fourth amendment violations and you know any other kind of um you know, targeting of individuals, if someone hasn't paid their taxes, but you know where they're, you know, where they're moving, and then you can essentially arrest them. Well, yeah, that, that to me, that's, that's an egregious stretch of the use of, of tracking people's mobility, right?
1: (laughs) I I think the IRS already knows your home
0: address. (laughs) True. Uh,
1: Anyway, what I think what you're hinting at is it's been a tumultuous week for uh, MDS, right? The Mobility Data Specification. Uh, The ACLU EFF um, just launched a suit that I believe is separate from Uber's suit, but I'm sure you know Uber will make hay out of it as well. You know, long long time advocates for privacy rights suddenly Uber.
0: Well, and again, I think this goes back to having public and private sector look you know work more closely together and look at the model that nasa and spacex have formed because again it's very inspiring to see that partnership because if if we did have the same kind of um, collaboration and mutual agreement between let's say in the cases of uber and the city or the county of la and and mds right i don't know if Mm -hmm. there would be such pushback on tracking people's mobility because again if there is value being offered to the user then it does who cares i mean again we're we're tracked every single day every time we carry our phone somewhere we're being tracked by something and nobody's up in arms protesting the amount of you know uh, of of tracking that apple and google are doing with us and facebook are doing with us right there's there's no there's no writing on on that level so obviously it's not that big of a deal
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, personally, I I'd, <laughs> I would rather that you know Lime knows where I am than that Facebook knows where I am. If, if I had to pick one or the other,
0: <laughs> why? Why is that?
1: Uh I, I just you know, it's, I've, I'm not sure how you destroy a democracy with uh, scooters, but you know, Facebook certainly seems <laughs> intent on trying.
0: Yeah, man, I got to tell you, we got to break up big tech. I, I I've never probably uttered yeah, those I'm words before, there. but I'll tell you I'm what. Yeah, it's 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 kind of. The, the, the kind of position they have now, uh, and when I say position, the kind of reach I should say that they have now. And furthermore, you know, this was a discussion I was getting into with my wife in terms of what better way than big tech to really seep their reach into our lives than if they were to surveil us. What better way to surveil us than, you know, than to have campaigns to defund the police? Why would you want to defund the police? Well, if big tech, big tech could be behind defunding the police because, again, it allows them to create a surveillance state. We might be getting too deep into the conspiracy theory stuff, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you cross some interesting streams there. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, look, like we we managed to you know force a consent decree on Microsoft, you know, back in the browser war. So we've done this before.
0: Let, let's 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 pivot real quick, yeah. Yeah, do it. So I have a problem. Help me with my problem. I have, yeah. I have reached out a number of times. And as a matter of fact, you have been very instrumental in helping out um, in this endeavor, where not mm-hmm. only through your efforts, but through some contacts that I've made, some people that I've even met face-to-face. And all of these people are involved in the L.A. County public life. Uh, it, I'm forgetting these names, but I there was the there was the the general manager of LAWA, L.A. World Airports. Yeah, there yeah. is uh, the there was the general manager of the Bureau of Streets. I, I can't remember his name. He, he yeah, the,
1: the Bureau of Street Services. Yeah, yeah,
0: he was. He's a big Middle Eastern guy. Um, and then there was the, the the lady that you had suggested from urban movement labs. So I've been in touch with the media relations office for for those individuals and have been rejected every single time I try to invite them on my show. Help me out, Jonah. How can I get these people on my show? Because I'll tell you what. because Jonah, I'll tell you, Jonah, I'll tell you what. I've had I've had people from Michigan Economic Development Council. I've had people from the Colorado Department of Transportation, I've had public officials on my show, but for some reason, I cannot get through to L.A. County officials.
1: Yeah, maybe it's that classic, uh, you yeah, know, they know you're under the orange curtain, the LAOC rivalry. <laughs> um no, I I mean, yeah, is it, is it something you said, Dennis?
0: <laughs> I haven't I haven't I, said anything that's to great them. a question. I, I haven't said anything to them. I mean, like I I'm, I'm talking directly to, you know, in the case of John and and the other guy from the bureau streets, like I I met them face to face at an event called Infra Day, Wrapped out with them. They seem to be a little bit more open um to to being on and then of course I get turned to the media relations office and it's, it's essentially kiboshed at that level.
1: You know, I, I think, you know, as you said with the media relations, it's, it's tricky, you know, the the person in charge may themselves really want to do it, but often, especially in government, they don't have permission to speak without getting a million sign-offs from this department, that organization, and, you know, does it align with the messaging that we're doing right now about X, Y, or Z? Um, but the only thing I can also say on top of that is that, yeah, and we've seen as ourselves, a, a commotion, you know, obviously the last, few months have just been insane for everyone, but especially the public sector side, you know, they're just trying to do everything they can to keep people safe.
0: I've contacted them prior to COVID when, you know, life, you could say in a lot of ways was great. You know, of course, I can say that now in hindsight, uh, but certainly now I'm sure they're inundated with bigger priorities and they, they have no need to take, you know, any kind of advice or any kind of, entertain any requests from l- l- lowly old Dennis Wisco here, you know l- 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 let me ask you this though I mean with 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 the commotion Miami event, are you guys have, have you ever talked about trying to invite Elon Musk?
1: Um, that's a great question. you know I don't do the the invites myself. Um, you know, hey Elon, if you're listening, we'd love to have you. <laughs> Let's see if that works or someone passing on, on Twitter.
0: Uh, are there any speakers that are coming up at the Commotion event that you're looking forward to? Uh, to or you know, if if not the speaker, perhaps the topic itself that you're most looking forward to.
1: So we're going to be doing some big announcements in the coming week. So I hope everyone um, tuned in. You know, go to commotionmiami.com, save the date, and look for the latest speakers. Yeah, as you said, we've got some real heavy hitters from Miami and Latin America. We have Miami Dade County Mayor Jimenez. Um, he's going to have some really interesting things to say. And yeah, personally, I I think the most interesting topic really is, you know, addressing how do we bounce back, right? How do we rebuild? How do we get people comfortable using mobility again um, and ensure that it's not just the status quo, it's not just people stuck in traffic by themselves, because that would be a waste of a good opportunity.
0: Well, certainly uh, coming out of COVID is a great time to look to implement new technologies, Perhaps new policies that, you know, makes the streets a little bit better for all. I do believe that the working from home thing, depending on how that lasts and depending on how companies uh, subscribe to that idea, that could be the catalyst that no one's thought about before on how Mm -hmm. we can really look to make some big changes in, in a new blueprint for mobility.
1: Yeah, I think you're 100% right. You know, there's definitely going to be, to some level, a, a permanent shift driven from this. You know, I, I don't think we're all going to be working from home, but I, I think we'll see a lasting impact. You know, these sort of mega events always leave changes on society. You know, we saw it after the Spanish flu. We see it after giant wars. So when you cause that shock to people they readjust their behavior
0: well Jenna so commotion Miami occurring virtually on June 30th and July 1st that's coming up very quickly attendance if you want to attend if you want to register you guys are opening up to there's there's more or less a free pass that everyone could take advantage of and there's more of an exclusive pass the exclusive pass you guys will be announcing here shortly if listeners, if you want to follow along and know what's going on, can, can people start to register? Is registration already open?
1: If you go to commotionmiami.com right now, you can save the date. Uh, you know, the little widget will add to your calendar. Uh, and then next week, uh, we'll open it up to actually you know fill out your whole profile. But you know, it's an online event. It's, it's pretty seamless. Um, we're excited about it. You know, like you said, we are offering a lot of the content uh, complimentary to the public because we think this is just such an important topic that we need everyone involved in um and yeah it's it's gonna be a great event so i'm excited to see you there
0: dennis i'm looking forward to being there uh, virtually of course uh although i'm not gonna lie i would if if there were some things going on in la i would i would make the trek up there i mean kind of like you at the moment where you're just gonna go and stir crazy at home like i would i would (laughs) risk it all just so i could see you and you know that's the other thing yeah. I, I think we all we all just need to hug I think we all just need to hug one another we're, we're, we're kind of missing that physical closeness the
1: human touch yeah
0: well listeners thanks for tuning into this episode of Wisco Weekly that is Mr. Jonah Bliss again you can check out comotionmiami.com for more information you can go to wiscoweeklypod.com slash comotion to learn more about comotion and to hear those two previous episodes uh, the ride sharing episode and the private property episode As we end every episode, cheers, prost, lachain, kipis, nastravi, salut, kampai, mabrut, tutsins, gambe, yamas, nastrovie, vo, and salute to the customer experience.
1: Hey, listeners, co-host Kelly Cruz here. Thank you for joining us on another episode. Always very appreciative to have you along for our journey. If you are enjoying being along with us, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook. Another way you can rate and review is to check out our episode page and follow the link there. Not sure what the top rating is, but if you are having a great time, give us that top rating. If you're not having a great time, then let us know why and how we can improve. So we look forward to uh, continuing to make things even better. We look forward to being with you soon.